got Hall of Fame quarterbacks yelling at offensive linemen, a game on a non-sports day, and a perennial losing team beating a perennial douchebag. All of this and more in week six of the 2022 season. Welcome back into the opinionated sound room of ISM. I'm Dave, and I'm joined by my always annoyed brother, Josh, and this is Irreverent Sports Meandering, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. If you would like to get more irreverence in your life, please subscribe to our podcast. And if you want to express your irreverence, you can. You can email us, Dave and Josh, at ismpodcast.com. Remember, we are not experts, so if you don't like what we are saying, we don't care. We have a great show for you tonight. We're going to go through our Mount Rushmore of linebackers. We're going to medicate me through some fantasy football depression. I'm seriously one and five. But first, do we need another day day to have a football game? Yes. The answer to that is yes. So maybe that's all we're going to say. Today is October 19th, 2022. Let's get irreverent. All right, Josh, how was your day, brother? Wonderful. How was yours? Exhausting. Exhausting. <laughs> like, Sorry seriously. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to no, hear it was, that. No, it was good. I mean, it was, it was long, but it was good. It was good. But let's, let's get into this stuff. Uh, three, three things happened this weekend. I kind of wanted to just touch base real quick. Um, one is that uh, we're adding a football game on Black Friday. Um, is this good? It's in the middle of the day, like 3 o'clock. Uh, what do you think? I think it's amazing. Everybody's got Friday off. Why not another football game? That sounds amazing. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I don't know if my wife is excited about it, though. <laughs> I haven't asked her yet. I'm sure she's going to hate it. So <laughs> there we go. Um, the other thing, uh, Tom Brady yelling at his offensive linemen. I mean, literally screaming at them. Um, I don't know if they were as, as bad as as that. I heard a lot of people uh, giving Tom Brady flack for this because he, like, I don't know, was absent from the team for, like, 11 days in, in the off season, and then was mm-hmm. at, like, Robert Kratz like wedding on Friday or something like that. Yeah, I heard that. Like, I don't even know what they're trying to say. Like, they're grown-ass men. Like, they they do stuff. They have to do things sometimes. He, of all people, is, like, can step away from the game and be fine. So, like, it, if he wasn't yelling, if he thought his offensive line was doing things incorrectly, which they probably were if he was yelling at them, <laughs> I think it makes sense. I mean, we've all seen that. Is he is he losing it though? Like, I mean, is, is he like these Buccaneers? Like, is is everything kind of culminating? Like his his separation from his wife and divorce and the team not being good and players being injured and he's missing he's missing some of his throws. I mean, I, yeah, I mean he's forty five years old, you know, right? Right. Like he's at some point he was going to start missing throws. And maybe, but you know what? There's been so many times where, you know, people have been like, oh, this is the end for Tom. So I'm not going to make that mistake here, but (laughs) he's 45 years old. So does he retire then this year? I would say if he, if he doesn't have, if he makes a good run, you know, in the, the remainder of the year, I would say maybe not, but if, if they really, you know, 
don't like really tank from this point forward. Yeah, I would say he'll be done. Okay. All right. Uh, the other just really interesting thing that happened this weekend was Robbie Anderson, uh, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, uh, was asked to leave the game after yelling at one of the assistant coaches. Um, how many times have we seen this? I think I can count them on one hand. AB, yeah, I don't remember. Antonio Brown, others. Vernon Davis. Okay. I don't for the 49ers. That. You remember when Mike Singletary? I think he even didn't he pull his pants down? I oh, is that the was that the pull your pants down game? Yeah, that's the oh pull your gosh. pants down game. Yeah. Oh, geez, Mike. Yeah. So I mean, Vernon Davis went out with more panache, obviously, than Robbie Anderson. But Robbie Anderson's now traded. So now he's on the Cardinals. Does that help the Cardinals? Or does it really a, a moot point? It's kind of a moot point. Robbie Anderson is, I mean, he is a really talented on the deep ball, if I remember right. That's what I was about to say. He's a one-trick pony. He, he can catch the deep ball. Um, he is not very dynamic in general. So, but uh, doesn't isn't that all they need across from DeAndre Hopkins? I think they have Zach Ertz too. I think that you know, no, it's not. It's not the only thing they need. I think they they have. I think. Adding him simply just fills another hole. They have Rondell Moore who can do the same exact thing. So I don't know. I don't really, I, I think they just lost Marquise Brown and, they, and you know, for Panic. a good chunk of the season. And they think they just need to sign someone that could, that had some, uh, had some experience. So. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, that's just kind of the news things that happened this week. Uh, I think we should talk about those, those big things when they happen per week. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's move into our next segment today. Uh, it's my new favorite one, actually. I love lists. All right. But top five is so, you know, normal. Mount Rushmore's are cool because not only are you choosing players that, that maybe are the best at their position, and, but some have like changed the game sort of like how our Mount Rushmore has like George Washington or Abraham Lincoln and other presidents that are up there. Um, so we're going to do our Mount Rushmore of linebackers tonight, which is pretty exciting. Um, I've got four, you've got four. Uh, who's your first one, man? Not in any particular order. Um, but I'll go with, uh, the, one of the best linebackers that's ever played Derek Thomas. Yeah, oh. uh, was a, the linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs from 1989 through 1999. He was uh, the rookie of the year after being picked fourth in the 1989 draft. His 1990s all-decade team, he set the record for most sacks in a game. He had nine Pro Bowls, Hall of Fame, played all 10 seasons with the Chiefs, and he's in the in the 20 sacks in, the, in one season club. He essentially was the most finesse linebacker that I think ever played. He was very, very good at at shooting any gap. And he obviously was, there's been other people who have been better at sacking the quarterback, I think, but from a linebacking standpoint, not really. Um, and his life was cut short, wasn't it? Yeah. He actually died the very next year after he retired. Um, oh, so he was retired. Yeah, he he retired, and then I think he passed away. Man, maybe he didn't retire. I didn't, you know, I didn't even look at that. Yeah, I know. I, I know he died in two thousand. I know he died in two thousand, and his last year was with nine was with the Chiefs in ninety nine. So, man, maybe he did pass away before he retired. But um, so, uh, well, my number one, um, 
Lawrence Taylor, LT, uh, 10 time pro bowler, um, eight time first team, all pro. He had 142 sacks. Now I need you to know that this breaks down to 11 sacks per season for his career. And if you cross out, if you take out his last three seasons, which were kind of down years, he averaged 12 and a half sacks per season, which is unbelievable. Um, and he kind of changed the way teams block. Like they weren't, he was the first linebacker to have tight ends and running backs chip him. Like as they would run out to do their routes. First linebacker to have that happen. Um, and he was three time, you ready? Three time, not one, not two, three time defensive player of the year. 81, 82, and 86. And he was the NFL MVP in 86. That's that's quite a thing. And he won two Super Bowls, too. Yeah, I, I don't know if most people who watch football know this, but usually the second highest paid player on the team is the player that actually needed to block Lawrence Taylor. And Lawrence Taylor was one of the reasons why the left tackle position became mm. one of the highest paid positions in the NFL. So I don't know that. if that's I don't know if that's quite true today anymore. It was certainly about 10, 15 years ago. Uh, but yeah, he was the one of the reasons that 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 is the way it is. Yeah. So Lawrence Taylor with his with his big earring um, is the first face on my Mount Rushmore. Well, my second is Ray Lewis. Okay. He was the defensive player of the year in 2000 and 2003. He's a Super Bowl 35 MVP. He was mm. the NFL 100th anniversary all-time team linebacker. And he was essentially this really great, could do everything linebacker. Like he, anything he was asked to do, he would able be able to do it at the highest level. Mm. And it was impressive in hit coverage and run stop, or second the quarterback. Or rushing the quarterback is what I meant to say. Like everything he did was top notch. So he uh, he did he did have a lot of help on on a lot of good teams. So you know he definitely was in a position to be successful. Yeah. He played a lot of years uh, playing underneath Ed Reed. Uh, so his his coverage definitely um, was something that he was able to capitalize on on all the good talent around him. But regardless, definitely. It's hard to say he's not the best, but be, but I would say he's if he's not the best, then I mean he he would have to be a close second. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Ray Lewis is top five linebacker of all time, right? But to say that he's the best, he would have to jump over Lawrence Taylor, which I think is nearly impossible with three Defensive Player of the Year awards, changing the way the game is blocked. You know, you also got to think Ray Lewis played with a defense that had two huge defensive tackles in front of him. So they had to get double teamed. And so he could cut the gaps. You know, that's how the defense works. And he and he played awesome in that. But he was also a great leader. I agree with that. Uh, top five. I don't know if I could put him at number one, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my my Mount Rushmore are guys I've watched play. Um, Lawrence Taylor, I have very little memories of him. Mm, fair. Um, to be honest, he, I mean, I do remember him playing. I just don't remember him being so dominant. Like I do Derek Thomas and Ray Lewis. So I guess, right, I guess if I, maybe I watched Lawrence Taylor play more, I would have, I would have him easily number one or something. I don't know, but 
Uh, yeah, in my lifetime, I could only say that Ray Lewis is probably the best that I've seen. Okay, okay. No, that's but good. Go um, my second one is uh, kind of the, the prototypical um, outside lamp- linebacker for a Tampa 2 defense, um, Derek Brooks. 11-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, um, and he is the prototypical cover two outside linebacker. All right. Now remember, um, uh, they had middle linebacker, but the middle linebacker um, was a little like because a lot of people think of Tampa two and they think Lovey Smith and uh, they think you know Brian Urlacher sometimes. At least us in Chicago, we do. Um, but the middle linebacker was different in the uh, the cover two that Lovey did. In fact, that was that was Lovey's cover two which was a little different than the original Tampa two that uh, Tony Dungy played or coached. Um, but Derek Brooks, 11 time pro bowler, five time first team, all pro he had 20. You ready for this, Josh? This, this is an unbelievable stat. 25 interceptions, six for touchdowns. That is incredible. Actually. And then another 25 forced fumbles. Wow. And he actually played for Tampa. Yeah. Well, that's why it's called Tampa, too. I realize that. That's what. But yeah, no, Derek Brooks, man, he was unbelievable. But he's my second player on my uh, Mount Rushmore of linebackers. So my my third is one that maybe some people would think it's weird, uh, simply (laughs) just because he didn't play very long. But I remember Patrick Willis playing, and when he played – it was like he had superpowers compared to everyone else on the field. Oh man, I remember Ben. Yeah, when he was young. Oh man. Oh my lord. Uh, yeah. He was he was pick eleven in the two thousand seven NFL draft. He was the defensive rookie of the year, seven time Pro Bowler. He only played mm-hmm. eight seasons, by the way. So every season except for one. Two thousand tens All Decade team. Even though he only had four or five years played in that decade, mm-hmm. um, he had like he you literally could stack him up against Ray Lewis. He had exactly mm. half the tackles that Ray Lewis had in half the career span. Oh so, wow! Like Ray, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis is like has the most t- tackles in a career, both solo and combined. And Patrick Willis pretty much mirrors that on a half scale. Like it's, he essentially was maybe even a better Ray Lewis. I don't even know, but he, he didn't play as long, so he can't. But he really. just didn't play that long. Like he right. was concerned about you know this is around when he retired, you know the the discovery of uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, I think I said that mm. somewhat correctly, okay. was just, you know, discovered. And basically, you know, actually he wasn't the only player even on this team that that retired early. There was uh, another linebacker that was quite good. Um, and Bowman. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Um, but he he also retired early due to concerns about head injuries and um but yeah I think Patrick Willis deserves to be on here because he really was so good so so good um, yeah just didn't have the longevity kind of like Gail Sayers yep yeah um my number three um I mean I had to choose a bear right <laughs> uh, Dick oh, Buckus no. okay so listen to this though Dick Buckus also only played eight seasons. All right. He had eight seasons that he was in Pro Bowl. He had eight seasons as an All-Pro. And he was Defensive Player of the Year in two of those seasons, 1969 and 1970. 
And listen to this. And this is why I put him on my Mount Rushmore, because if you get an award named after you, you deserve to be on one. You get three awards named after you, you for sure better be on a Mount Rushmore. Not only is the NFL Best Linebacker Award called the Buckus Award, not only is the College Best Linebacker Award named the Buckus Award, but the high school, the high school Best Linebacker of the Year Award is the Buckus Award as well. That's that's some absolute dominance. And and he really kind of played that he played that linebacker role in such a mean, um, uh, overpowering way that he kind of revolutionized how the middle linebacker position is played. Because he also played um, not only rushing the quarterback, but also um, defending the pass. So he, he has a place on my Mount Rushmore for sure. So my last one is also a bear. Um, oh, really? I, yeah. But I uh, I added him for not because he's the one of the best of all time, because I would say he is probably outside the top 10, but because he's one of the one of the real great players that really didn't have the body to play the middle linebacker position. And that was Mike Singletary. He was really one of the great run stoppers of all time with over 1500 combined tackles. He had, he was a seven time all proler or two time defensive player of the year in 85 and 88 mm-hmm. and quarterbacks have been interviewed even to this day, talking about how they lamented playing against Mike Singletary because he was an absolute field general. He was he he knew he knew how to read the offense, and he was able to increase the effectiveness of his team by being able to to see what the quarterback was trying to do. Um, in addition to that, he has some of the great run stops. You know, if uh, if you've seen some great run stops and goal right. lines. It's Mike, it's Mike Singletary. You'll see a couple of those. And he was just an absolute beast um, playing in the position. The eyes, it. man, the eyes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, um, I'm going to have to disagree with you, though. Like, I do think he's in the top 10 greatest linebackers of all time. In fact, every list that as I was researching this and everything, um, Singletary was on there. I totally think that he does. He definitely deserves to be on a Mount Rushmore. I thought you were going to say Brian Urlacher and he does not deserve, but Singletary does for sure. I didn't see him on lists uh, that high. I saw really, yeah, I was actually shocked too. Cause I was like, well, maybe I just love Singletary so much. Cause I grew up watching him, the 85 bears, all that stuff. But then he was on, like on every list and I'll, and I'll look again, maybe I misread it, but I remember thinking that today um, and this week or whatever, but yeah. Um, so, is there anything more you want to say about him? Nope. That's all. He was great. He was great. Um, my fourth um, was kind of the next step after Dick Buckus, which was Jack Lambert. Jack Lambert um, played inside linebacker for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he went to nine Pro Bowls. He was part of the 70s team, all-time 70s team, and the all-time 80s team. Um, he had four Super Bowl wins. He was Defensive Player of the Year in 1976. And he had 28 interceptions. 28 interceptions in a, in a time when they didn't pass the ball the way they do now. I think that's quite impressive. Um, yeah, he had 28 interceptions. Um, and I had a toss-up. It was between him and Jack Ham. 
um, who were both linebackers for that uh, Pittsburgh Steelers team, but I, I chose Jack Lambert. And then for honorable mention, who I don't have on my Mount Rushmore, I put him as a threesome. Those linebackers from the Saints, bro. Patrick Willis, Ricky Jackson, Sam Mills, and Vaughn Johnson. Otherwise known as the second best linebacking crew of all time. Besides the 85 Bears. Yep. Too bad they were on a terrible team. Well, they went to the playoffs a couple times, but yeah, they never really won. That's true. That's true. So that was awesome, man. That was a great list. Mount Rushmore of linebackers. Uh, This is actually my new favorite segment. (laughs) I love it. Um, All right, Josh. Well, it's time, man, to break down the top five games. And one of them is always the Bears. So our number one game is the Commanders beat the Bears in a mistake-laden game, 12-7. to Um, Let's break it down, bro. What do you got? I don't think Justin Fields – I think he needs glasses. I think I've decided he is just so unaware of everything that's going on around him that it must be his physical eyesight is just bad. That is what's happening. I he, he misses he, wide open wide receivers. Yeah, he does. He does. He misses free plays. He just he runs does. around uh, like out of bounds and loses yardage on free plays. Like mm-hmm. throw the ball, man. I I can't even believe that the that he makes some of the plays that he actually makes. Like because he he actually does have these like like whoa that yeah, was he really yeah he that does. is a phenomenal very small size sample size play from this quarterback like maybe one drive maybe a quarter but holy cow yeah how did you feel about what happened yeah he didn't look good i mean he didn't look good uh missing i mean he drove us down the field several times like three times we had the ball in within the five yard line and we could not get a touchdown um uh missing that wide open tight end was inexcusable. Um, but, and I think this is important to point out, he has no wide receiver help. He has no offensive line help. All right. Now I'm not saying that that's, that, that that's the reason he misses wide open wide receivers. Okay. Cause that's not the reason. All right. But it definitely contributes to how he looks out there. And I think we'd be fools to not give him a chance by, getting him an offensive line, getting him wide receivers next year. You know, uh, he really kind of hardcore reminds me um, at, like Jalen Hurts right now. Like Jalen Hurts last year. I remember thinking Jalen Hurts is not it. Jalen Hurts is not good. All yeah, right, no, the- like Darnell Mooney is, I mean, he probably would be a three on most teams, you know, and he's our number one. And right. that's, and that's, and you know, what's funny is that we had that little stint in the, in the aughts and the, the teams of having Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffries with Jay Cutler. But other than that, you know, that's a pretty standard bears thing to do is have terrible wide receivers at all times. So uh, Alan Robinson, he, well. is, he, he was a number two though, you know, and he played he was a number got, one. He was, he was a bona fide number one. When he came to Chicago and he was up until like his last season. He, I, the best I'll give you is a borderline number two. No, no, I disagree. hundred percent. Like no, if he, he was, was the number, a, if he, he was, was a bona fide two, number one, he was a bona fide number one when he came to Chicago. 
if he was the number two on a team, I would say he was the best number two in the league. But he's since he was the number one, I would say. Mm. I'm not saying he's the best number one in the league, but he definitely was a bona fide number one wide receiver that you could trust. Yep, last year really showed us, Dave. Let his you're going to base it all on one year. <laughs> Good Lord. Good Lord. Okay. Anyway, um, I will say this, the defense of the bears look better. Um, it was, it's definitely a different defense when Jalen Johnson is out there and not injured. Um, uh, and then as much as the commanders won the game, they're more of a mess than we are. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, they truly are. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing over there with the running back situation and, yeah, I have no idea. Like, I, why? Why is why is Terry McLaurin not used like every play? Like, I don't. He's right. He's so talented. Why is Curtis Samuel their their go to guy? And he actually kind of did not play good in this game. He had a bunch of bad drops. Yeah, he only had two catches that this whole game. Yeah. So I mean, I would say Ron Rivera might be a big problem out there. Um, I think or is it just that Washington organization is a mess? Well, they are a mess. I mean, Dan Snyder still being there is a joke. A little bit. A little bit. Um, The bad thing here, and this is what is, this is why I say the the Washington team, the commanders are in more of a, are more of a mess than we are. Um, We had the ball within the five yard line three times, couldn't get a touchdown. And we still almost won the game. If Bayless Jones doesn't fumble that ball. Yeah. I cannot believe that we were that close to the end zone multiple times and didn't, and still game. almost won the game. It's ridiculous. He would have won the game if Bayless Jones didn't fumble that punt return. And then Bayless Smith Jones Mar- cannot be punt returning anymore. And then Smith Marset also missing that over the oh, middle. Smith Marset is a joke. He's he got he got waved. Yeah. But man, last week too. Yeah, that guy's terrible. I can't believe. Like, if I was Eberflus, I would fire. I would fire the off OC simply just for playing that guy again. Like, well, is he, it the he, OC's fault that he's not waived? I don't think it's the OC who makes that decision. You shouldn't have played him. You should Maybe have, not. You should, you should have made sure that mother a shortage of wide receivers. Who are we playing? Everybody else. That's but the there answer. is nobody else. We we have plenty of wide receivers. They're all like they're the who's who of the number fours in the league, dude. <laughs> the who's who. Dante I'm serious. Met- at one point, apart from injuries, we had Byron Pringle, Nikhil Harry. No, Byron um, Pringle was injured too. I know, I know. I said apart from injuries. We had Byron Pringle, Nikhil Harry, um, Dante Pettis, and um, I'm missing a guy. Uh, oh, yeah, Equinonia St. Brown. That is literally the who's who of the number four wide receivers in the league. And th- those are our two through five. Like, that is, holy cow. That is horrible. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I still, I might, I haven't made my decision on Justin Fields yet. I need to see, like, I obviously I didn't see any growth in him this last week. Um, but I think it's hard to grow when you get no help. Um, I mean, even look at like Tom Brady when he has all his wide receivers injured. You know did what I mean? Just, did you just compare Justin Fields to Tom Brady? That's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah, not that's saying what you it's just Tom did. Brady. Let's move on. I'm saying Let's what I'm on. saying, Josh. Let's move on. <laughs> no, nope, you've obviously you've gone crazy somewhere in between the last couple of sentences. No, but all Let's I'm saying on. is that even the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if they don't have any help, look pedestrian. I'm gonna and I will. awkward until you move on because I 
No, dude. Like, no, that's that's the truth. All right, here we go. Number two. Moving on to the hated rivals of the Bears, the Packers got upset by the Jets at Lambeau Field to the score of 27 to 10. The Packers are another team with no wide receivers and no offensive line. And look at Aaron Rodgers, pedestrian. Rodgers is done, though. Like, he's just, his well, career so is Tom Brady, so. His career is over, so. Yeah. Also, did you realize that A.J. Dillon really isn't that good? And why do they keep playing that guy? Oh, I think like, A.J. Dillon's good. He's, oh, I mean, he's, he's not fine. as good as Aaron Jones. He's fine. Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones is amazing. Like, why are they playing that dude? Dude, I don't understand the NFL right now, okay? They don't ever just run one running back. They're best running back. They're like, you know what? Let's give it to someone who's not as good. Because this makes a lot of sense. (laughs) The NFL is, they're so afraid of people getting injured that they're not using their best players. I know, like Mike Tomlin, like he's doing the same thing now too. He is, oh, but I think I think that's because Najee is a little. Yeah, Najee's but, actually injured though. But he was like one of those guys that actually did stick with his one up until this year, and I was like, yeah. what is happening yeah. now? Everyone's gone crazy. But I yeah, I absolutely hate fantasy football because of how the NFL is played now. So, but uh, it is what it is. That New York Jets defense though they they yeah. were not they were not very nice to Aaron Rodgers and their. No, well they're really line. good. They're really good. Sauce. Quinn Man, and Williams, that guy's amazing. Quinn and Williams was like Quinn and on, Williams cer- was on certain plays was like unblockable. Like they were paper people standing in front of him. Like, yeah. What <sighs> guy's awesome? That Jets defense. He played awesome. How can the Jets? And we're going to talk about the Giants in a second. How can the Jets and the Giants be the laughing stock of the NFL last year, and this year be absolutely unbeatable? I don't understand. How is that possible? They don't even have good quarterbacks. Did you see Brees Hall do the Lambo leap? It was great. Yeah. Sorry, it. you're not going to answer my question. It's no, I'm I'm good. No, no, but um, seriously, how is that possible? How can they? Because the, the NFL is all the, NFL is all about the quarterback, right? It's because the have, NFL has more parity than any other league. Period. Any other sport. Period. Like the the razor thin difference between the best team and the worst team in the NFL is almost unbelievable. So that's why. I don't know. But, I mean, Jets beat the Packers, and they got not that much from Zach Wilson. I mean, he is who we thought he was. <laughs> yeah, and he also, like, like if you look at his stat line, it looks like he didn't do – like, he did terrible. But, like, he also almost threw three more picks that were just straight up dropped. So, like – That's so true, he, man. He played – he was he was those three catches away from being benched, having a benchable game. So like, That's let that sink in. Like, yeah, he was three catches away from a benchable game. Like, that guy. That's fascinating. That's really horrible. good insight. Um, also, was the special teams like almost like comical in this game? Like, it was like everybody's blocking everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It reminded me of those days when we like played uh, quarterback club on N64 and we'd like max out the stats on one of our guys and we could just barrel through the line and block everything. I don't know if you remember those days. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's funny. Um, well, let's move on to the other New Jersey team. Number three, the Giants came back from a 10 point deficit to beat the Ravens 24 to 20. Josh, what's wrong with Lamar, man? He is literally the reason they lost that game. 
it occurred to me while I was watching this game that Daniel Jones is just like a super crappy Lamar Jackson, like super crappy Lamar Jackson. Like he's pretty fast. He's got (laughs) like, you know, generally speaking that his legs are the best part of his game. Like he's, and he won this game. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get like why I just don't get it. I don't get it either. How does it Lamar, doesn't make any sense. How does Lamar play so amazing at the end of certain games? In fact, last week I pretty much I pretty much like sung his praise for being like a winner. And and then this week he literally lost his team the game in the last drive. Was last it two drives. was it two weeks ago? It was two not that last week, but it was the week before that wasn't it Rashad Bateman went down injured? It was two and a, yeah, two weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, okay. And I think and I heard, and I, I was just listening to some podcasts and different things, and they made the point that um, ever since Rashad Bateman went down, like, so Lamar Jackson looked really good that first half, and then Rashad Bateman goes down injured, and then he doesn't. And then he didn't look good last week. And he doesn't look good this week. That R- Rashad Bateman um, is the reason that Lamar Jackson isn't playing as well. It might that be. It's connected. And now they they what they just signed Deshaun Jackson to be their outside guy. Uh they did just sign Deshaun Jackson. Um one thing that I did notice though, like there's I mean, in addition to all that, he missed like Andrews on this really long touchdown throw. Now, this this particular play was hidden by the fact that Kenyon Drake had a long touchdown run, so they scored anyway on the drive. But, like, if they didn't score on that drive, like, people would be pointing to things like that, being like, what is happening right now? Yeah, but listen to this. Andrews had three drops in that game. Wide open drops. Straight uh, up. One was a touchdown. I, I don't know why, but I don't remember that. But Yeah, I, re- I rewatched the game twice. <laughs> okay. I rewatched the game twice and, and counted. Um, and Andrews had three drops in that game that were <laughs> egregious. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe Lamar is like losing trust in him. So he's putting the ball in, in places where could be, you know, it's could a little be. more safe. No, so it could which, be that. Yeah. I've never seen Andrews drop a pass like that. Like, but I saw three drop passes. Like it was, it was, yeah, it was interesting. And I think that that kind of is what caught, caught uh, Lamar off, uh, off his game probably a little bit. Um, Josh, are the Giants a legit contender? I mean, they look, they look. I mean, I mean, they don't but are look they? great. They don't look great, <laughs> but they have a really solid, a really solid game defense. plan. You know, they have a they decent their, defense. They can run the ball. Defense. Yeah, they play to their strengths, and Daniel Jones is protecting the ball. He's actually reminding me a little bit of Alex Smith. Um, you know, in his uh, a 49ers. Yeah, you know, just protecting the ball, mm-hmm. not, not doing anything bad. Oh, doing bad stuff, of course. He fumbled the ball, lost it, and threw it at Peck, I think. Right, right, right. Minimizing the somewhat <laughs> somewhat mistake-free games. Um, but Yeah, I was going to say that. Daniel Jones, playing smart, man. He throws a lot of balls away. He's not, he's not like, taking these huge, huge, huge sacks. He's not throwing interceptions. It's wild. He's a different player from last year. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about the actual New York team, <laughs> number four. 
The Bills went into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs 24 to 20. Um, I don't know if you know this, Josh, but as much as Josh Allen threw the ball, the Bills ran the ball 30 times, um, which t- and I don't know if you saw it, but Devin Singletary was fantastic. Yeah, he's, and he's good. He always looks fantastic. So why don't they run the ball more with him? Why do they give it to other people like James Cook? Why do they give it to other people like Zach Moss? Just because give Dave, it to Devin Singletary. Because that's what the defense wants you to do. They want you to play your best players. Wait, but no, they don't. Wait, what? No, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Wait, I again, it's this crazy NFL. Who the crap knows, Dave? <laughs> like there. maybe they're doing some like black magic like analyzation, being like, if you're like starting running back has this many yards and then plays two more plays, they'll get injured. So now they, they, they oh, he got a seven-yard run. Put his ass on the bench. Like, don't, <laughs> don't let him get up yet. He's too good. He's, He's too, too good. good. Put him on good. the bench. He'll, like, I just, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Oh, He's good. He's good. And uh, I, that's not to say that, you know, the their new running back, James Cook, isn't, you know, starting to come into his own a little bit. That's not to say that. He's not terrible. But I mean, is legitimately... Good. You know, making a difference on their offense. And he's been good for years, but they just refuse to give him the ball enough. <laughs> he, I bet you he could be a 1,200 yards a year running back if they gave him the ball that much. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, this no, particular, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say this. Like this, this offense is like I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's, it's. First of all, obviously one of the best passing attacks in in the league, and then mm-hmm. two, you have a, a quarterback that runs so much and gets hit so much. And I've said this, I think, like maybe it was earlier this year, maybe it was last year. Like he gets hit so much, and he seems like he's indestructible. Like yeah, he does. Yeah, he's built like a tank. So like it's like they have zero fear. Like like I mean, when you have a running quarterback, you still want to protect him. Like Lamar doesn't take hits all that as much as he can, you know, he goes down mm-hmm. and whatever, L- like Josh Allen actually lays mothers out. Like he, like he goes in and he hits them back. Like this is like full on Jim McMahon, stupid. Like, like he, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to hold up or not. If he does, it's going to be very impressive, but I just feel like they're headed towards some, 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 some Rocky road here. If he goes down. So, yeah. If, well, if he gets injured, I mean, they are not it's going over. It's yeah, over. It's over. Now, but again, you gotta play to your strengths. So you can't just say, "Oh, don't run." You know what I mean? Like you need to play him until he's injured. I, I, yeah, I mean, you do. You have to. You You're can't be afraid right. of injuries. Uh, you you can be though. You I mean, can you respect can be them. Of them but... You can respect them. <laughs> like you can. You can that slide. That's... You can slide, Josh Allen. <laughs> you can slide. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, uh, also, the defense of Buffalo, um, obviously, they're playing Patrick Mahomes, so, you know, they're, they're going to have struggle. But uh, Von Miller is... A man. Isn't he supposed to be old? Isn't yeah, he supposed to I was going like, to say that. I was actually going to talk about that. I thought done. he's, like, ancient. <laughs> like, he is still quite a difference maker. Now, I don't think he's playing every single play or anything like that. I think he's coming off the field, you know, some, 
But holy cow, does he, what a difference he makes. Like, is he yeah. the reason the Rams won the Super Bowl last year? I and think he going... is. Him and Odell Beckham are the reasons they won the Super Bowl. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Like, um, I know. I know. And then the Chiefs, man, they could not run the ball. It's an impressive team. It's the best team in the NFL, I think. It's it's close. I, who, I don't who know. Who would you put ahead of them? It's hard to say because, like, I would I would just naturally put the Chiefs ahead of them because I believe Patrick Mahomes is is the best player in the NFL, the best quarterback in the NFL, the best player in the NFL, and so he, even though his team isn't perfect, he puts them at at the number one. But I mean, Josh Allen is man, he's playing out his mind. So I mean, I don't know if I can think that for much longer. Yeah, I don't I don't know like. If you compare the teams, yes, Mahomes obviously is still, I would put him ahead of Josh Allen, but every other aspect, the Bills are better. I would, uh, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean certainly like, they're wide receivers. I would oh, tell you definitely that. they're wide receivers. What was, up with them, what was up with them and not tackling Juju Smith-Schuster that game? Like, like they Juju, wouldn't. The, the first game that Juju actually like goes over a hundred yards. Yeah. It's weird. Like, like those three, like, Buffalo defensive backs, they just all fell down on each other. And then Juju ran for a touchdown. Oh, you didn't see? Like, if you slow down the video, you can see that Juju is, like, throwing hundreds on him. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, hey, guys, here. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) why. And you couldn't see it because the field's green, too. So there we go. I was just about (laughs) to say that, actually. Oh, we're good. See, you you understand what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to the last game. Number five. Finally, an overachieving Falcons team beat the 49ers 28 to 14. Josh, I watched this game. Mariota is deadly accurate. Deadly accurate. Now, I don't know how, like, I don't know if he can handle it when you get the pressure on him and all that stuff. But um, in this game and in the games I've watched him this year, he is deadly accurate. And the Falcons are playing to their strengths. Defense and run, 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 yeah, they run. Mur- they murdered SF on that read option with Mar- with Mariota. Like, yeah, they murdered smoking, them on that. I, I mean, SF is, has, are they ranked the number one defensive league? If not, they're close, I think. Fort Anderson but, have one of the best defenses. I'm, I was trying to see if it was, if they're ranked number one or not, but they are very close to the number one if they're not. Yeah. Um, but holy cow, Mariota, what? Well, there. First of all, there were some miscues in this game. Okay, like Definitely. it wasn't like it wasn't like there was like a perfect game played, and you know, Atlanta just came out on top. Like, like Jeff Wilson yeah, coughed up the made ball. Made some mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, they coughed up the ball pretty early on. Went down fourteen. Came back. Went down didn't fourteen. A, didn't they have a fumble return for a touchdown? Atlanta did. No, I think that one got was a penalty, right? Like it got called back. Did it? No, I think or, I think it counted. Oh, it did count. Oh. I was I thinking it got called back? Well, regardless, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that that's usually not a way to win. <laughs> that's, <nice. laughs> that, that's not good. <laughs> that's that's yeah, how I feel when I watch a Bears game. That's not. <laughs> it's like almost every play, you're just like, well, that's not good. Yeah. Well, we lost the game. <laughs> like Daryl is always like, uh, Daryl's my best friend. Uh, Daryl's always like, Dave, you're like five minutes into the game. I was like, doesn't matter. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> it's. All right, Josh. Uh, any other thoughts on that Falcons 49ers game? 49ers just don't look right. Caleb Huntley 
was run way too much in that game. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he was like two yard runs every time. He's like hilariously not exciting to watch. Like, <laughs> like if there was ever a player that was like the opposite Barry Sanders, like, like the reason that Barry Sanders could exist is because this guy existed all the way on the other end. It's this dude, <laughs> Caleb Huntley. Like, good lord. That's funny. all right, Josh. Well, this has been a rough week. Let's get into some fantasy football depression. Please God, no. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about who's your superstar of the week. I got Jamar Chase, seven for one thirty-two and two. Uh, Burrow and him hooked up quite a bit, and it was yes. it's good for me in one league. Terrible for me in another. Yeah, I was gonna do um, uh, Matt Ryan, um, but uh, do you know he only one player scored more points than him in fantasy this week, and it was Joe Burrow. Oh wow! Yeah, um, but I'm gonna do Deion Jackson, <laughs> the running back for the Colts instead. Um, he had 22 touches in that game, 10 catches uh, for 121 all-purpose yards and a touchdown. He had a ton of points. He had, uh, I think it was. Uh, 32 something like that yeah he was uh really really good sorry i'm i'm my heart isn't in this right now with fantasy football because i really am depressed because my team lost again i'm one in five i have i so like almost leading the league in points by i think i'm like in third but only by like 15 points maybe and uh and i'm one in five yeah, you have more points scored against you than any other team in the league. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I mean, I've got Lamar Jackson, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, Dave Montgomery, Joe Mixon. I have a solid, solid team. But every week, every week is a complete crap show. It's uh, um, my fantasy football bust is Melvin Gordon. He had eight yards rushing. That helps nobody. And what, again... What is Nathaniel Hackett doing? Yeah, like, he didn't even run him. Like he ran Latavius Murray. Was it one play or two plays? Two plays. I, I didn't even see Melvin Gordon out there, so I was shocked when you said eight yards. <laughs> two plays, four yards a carry. Latavius Murray, fifteen yards, fifteen. Um, sorry, fifteen uh, runs. Like, why are you playing the corpse? Like, why are you playing the corpse of Latavius Murray and not playing illegitimate? Like NFL with, running back. NFL Melvin running back. Gordon. Melvin Gordon must be in his doghouse or something. I hate play, I hate coaches that do this. Yeah. I hate coaches that do this. Like I hate coaches that like just get it in their head that like, oh well, he's not the guy he that guy doesn't have the stuff we need. Like right. this is in the fifties, dude. People are gonna be different. Like let them be who they're gonna be and try to work with them. Like that's the right. sign of a terrible coach is when you have to throw away the player because you don't know how to work with them or something. Ooh, that's like, a really good point. That is so. a really, really good point. Throwing away a player because it's because you can't figure out how to work with them. That's good. I really like that. Um, my NFL, my fantasy football bust, uh, Nick Chubb, man. Nick Chubb, eight points, 56 rush yards in a catch. Yeah, I mean, it's funny to think that like eight points is a total bust. But yeah, it is. For, for Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb, it is. <laughs> it's a total bust. If he's Nick not Chubb. getting you 20 points, it's a bust. <laughs> yeah, I almost. Because that's all they do there is run the freaking ball. So. All right, Josh, who's your fantasy football pickup this week? I got Kenyon Drake. I really don't have much. I, I don't have 
really anyone that I'm excited about this week at all. Like Kenny Drake, I put on here because Dobbins might be out and he looked to have some juice in the tank. Um, other than he's that, been though, good everywhere he goes, he was good with the Raiders last year. He was good with the Dolphins. Like he's been good everywhere he goes. The Cardinals. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, okay. she's been on like every NFL team. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> my, my fantasy football pickups, um, are, again, are just stashes. Like don't we don't waste your waiver priority on them. Um, Robbie Anderson and Kenyon Drake, if they're out there, pick them up, put them on your bench if you can. Um, just to see what happens. Uh, I, I picked up Robbie Anderson. I really don't have a place for Kenyon Drake. Um, but just in case you just don't know what can happen when a player changes a team. I dropped this week is Curtis Samuel. I, he started out the year strong. I think feel like a lot of people were taking victory laps on this dude because he was a favorite in, in Carolina Came to the Redskins, got hurt last year. Sorry, the Redskins, the commander, the, well, the Washington football, Washington last football year, team yeah. last year, the commanders this year. Um, but um, yeah, he is just, he plays for a team that has Carson Wentz as the quarterback. So, oh, I guess we can just throw him out. Yeah. My fantasy football drop is someone I told you to pick up <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Tyler. Algier. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I tried him out. He got four points one game, five points the next. Patterson's coming back soon. By the way, he had no catches last week. Do you know why he got no catches? Because he had no targets. (laughs) So he's a waste of space on your team. Drop him. Mm -hmm. Actually, what's funny is I dropped him and someone else picked him up. (laughs) So good luck to you, sir. Good luck. All right, Josh, um, do you have any advice for me on my team? Is there anything I can do? Like, do I make a trade? Like, who do I trade? What am I trading for? I don't even know. Man, it's just, whenever you get to, like, the point where you're, like, one in five, which has happened to me, like, once, I think. And it's just just so such a beatdown. You know, you're just, like, it's you're, your chances every week just keep going down to make the playoffs. You know, yeah. you're not quite out of it yet. And you really just, at this point, it's all about honor. You know, it's about yeah. protecting the integrity of the league. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Protecting the integrity of the league. Do not give up. If you're one in five, you keep on that waiver wire. You keep on trying to make a team good. Play spoiler. Like, yeah. pick a team. Try to, yeah, take pick away a team. someone else's playoff spot. Pick a team be like, I hate this guy. I don't know why I hate this guy. It's pointless. I don't know, but I hate this guy. I don't want him to win. So just just focus on being a spoiler. You know, that's... I, I actually am playing that team this week. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no reason to really hate it, but I just do every time I play. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Josh, you made me feel good again. I'm I'm out of that depression. There we go. Um, and uh, all right. Well, Josh, um, let's do your question of the week, man. This like this is awesome. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about sack artists earlier uh, and linebackers. So oh, yeah. I have a question: uh, Who is the only Bears quarterback in the top ten on the list of quarterbacks who have been sacked the most in their career? Now, this one's going to come with a couple 
hints because it's it's a little bit tough. Not one, look for a quarterback who played a long time, and two, he didn't play for very long on the Bears. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, Chris Chandler. No. Although that would have been funny now that we spoke about him last week. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, Steve DeBerg. Did he play for the Bears? No. Okay. But the guy I always get him confused with is is uh, this guy. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh my gosh, I can picture it. I I know I I know who you're talking about now because you said that. Um. Oh, Dave Craig. Nailed it. Boom. Dave Craig. I think we actually talked about him on one of our best player born today lists. Um, or was it like a, I don't remember, but we did talk about him. That is for certain. Yeah, no, I think that's what it was. Um, speaking of that, it's October 19th. Um, let's go ahead and wish somebody a happy birthday because they're the best player in the NFL born today. And that's Webster Slaughter. Um, wide receiver played from 1986 to 1998. He went to San Diego State University and he was drafted in the second round by the Cleveland Browns. And he played with the Cleveland Browns and then the Oilers and the Chiefs and the Jets and the Chargers. But he had his best years with the Browns and the Oilers. He went to the Pro Bowl in 1989 and 1993. And he and he held the Browns record. For most yards in a season with twelve with one thousand two hundred and eighty six, and it wasn't broken until two thousand seven. Josh, can you name me the wide receiver of the Browns who broke that record? And he broke it by three yards, one thousand two hundred eighty nine. I want to say it's Josh Gordon. No, Braylon Edwards. Oh wow! Yeah, interesting. I've, I had no. I, I don't even remember him having like a good year, but that's interesting. Um, and he ended his career, Webster Slaughter, with 8,111 yards and 44 touchdowns. Now, I figured out something today. Um, I didn't know they did this, but there is a place on Pro Football Reference where they line up a player and they put up like players that had like um, the same type of career that they had um, at different points in their career. So like year one, year two, year three, year four, all the way through until the whole career. Um, and he started out, he was in the place that like Devonte Adams was on the same place as him. Um, uh, Stefan Diggs. Um, and then he ended his career and he ended his career with the, with, I think decent company. I would like to have this wide receiver on my team, Irving Fryer, Curtis Conway and Michael Crabtree. But Webster slaughter was born on October 19th. Any thoughts, Josh? I honestly don't even remember him playing. Ever. Are you serious? I know the name, and I looked him up, and I'm like, oh, something's going to jog in my memory. Nope, nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, he played in that run-and-shoot offense uh, with Ernest Givens and Warren Moon, and I think Lorenzo Neal was the running back. Um, but, he, yeah, he was a, a big part of that. Uh, oh, Haywood Jeffries, he was another wide receiver on that team. Yeah, I my Oilers. I actually rooted for those Oilers back then. Buddy Ryan was their defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, that's right. He punched the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Such a Buddy Ryan thing to do. Such a Buddy Ryan thing to do. Well, Webster Slaughter, 
Happy birthday. All right, Josh. Well, we don't have a hub controversy because hub still is, uh, hub Arkish is still recovering, um, from, uh, um, some medical issues. Um, so let's go ahead and let's get into other sports talk. Um, the major league baseball playoffs. Um, hold on, hold on. I wanted to expand a little bit more on the fantasy football before we move on a little any further. Okay. Um, so yes, you're one in five. There's a lot of people out there that are own six and one in five. It's not over. Okay, because there's going to be another team in that league, in your league, that's going to also give up because they're also in your position. And you're going to get free wins. You're going to you're going to be able to, like, pick up players easier if you have a, a resetting waiver pickup. You know, you'll, you're the worst team. You're going to get the best waiver pickups. You know, you can turn it around. You just got to stack wins. It's not the end of the world. So please don't be that guy who just stops setting his lineup and ruins the league for everyone. Don't be that dude. All right, Josh. Well, you're the douche because you used all the time. Um, and so now you'll have to wait till next week to hear about shin kicking. Until then, stay cynical. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>